Welcome to the Voice Tech Podcast. Join me, Carl Robinson, in conversation with the world's leading voice technology experts. Discover the latest products, tools, and techniques, and learn to build the voice apps of the future. However, there are a lot of really optimistic research papers saying that 50% of searches will be done through voice by 2020. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Voice Tech Podcast. My name is Carl Robinson and today we're going to be talking all about fast moving consumer goods and voice shopping. So this is a conversation recorded on the 28th of December 2019 with Krish Velkar, who's a planner at Ogilvy, the uh, marketing and PR giant that I'm sure many of you have heard of. Krish has uh, just come off doing a, a double master's in marketing and he wrote a dissertation to find out if voice assistants like Alexa can impact a purchase decision by a consumer when buying a fast-moving consumer good. So these are things that you would typically find in the supermarket, low-cost goods that you generally don't do a lot of research before buying. First of all, Chris gives us a brief history of the, the voice assistant ecosystem and the, the, the technology behind it. Uh, but then we dive into uh, the rate of adoption of voice assistants across the different industries and why the fast-moving consumer goods industry is different from all the other industries. He gives us some examples of the uh, companies in the space using voice today and the different strategies that they're using. And then he takes us through um, some of the, the unique aspects of voice shopping for these types of goods. So one of which is uh, the consumers are very fickle. They tend to make impulse buys at the point of need. They have very little brand loyalty. And then Krish explains some of the different ways that voice assistants can impact these purchasing decisions. He talks about how smart speaker skills can be used, how product recommendation algorithms can come into play when you're dealing with voice interfaces, and also repurchasing. So once you've bought a product through voice, the fact that these smart speakers will uh, keep recommending the same brand over and over again. So it's really important for brands to, to get in there and, and be the first product in that category to be purchased via that medium. And then, of course, we uh, talk all about Chris's dissertation, some of the hypotheses of his work, the methods that he used, the results, and, and some of the conclusions. So there's a lot of good takeaways and insights that you can get, whether you're an FMCG uh, product brand or whether you're an agency building for these type of companies. There's a huge amount to take away here. Really interesting, lighthearted conversation with Chris. He's a really fun person to speak to, calling all the way from Mumbai in India as well. And so uh, we get a little insight into how things are going over there as well. Before we get started, I'd just like to say thanks to our latest written word sponsor, Outgrow. Outgrow are an award-winning platform that enables marketers to create personalized, interactive content for websites, like highly converting calculators, viral quizzes, recommendations, forms, surveys, polls, and of course, chatbots. So these add real value to the customer experience, they boost customer engagement, and they also generate useful data that you as a marketer can then use to uh, qualify and segment leads. So I'll be interviewing Saksham from Outgrow on a, an upcoming show. Uh, but in the meantime, go and check out their innovative product at voicetechpodcast.com slash outgrow. If you'd like to become a sponsor of the show like Outgrow, just head over to voicetechpodcast.com slash advertise where you can see the options. I've got another great conference to put on your calendar, a fantastic two-day event organized by Bradley Metrock and the SCORE publishing team. It's presented by Mercedes-Benz, and it's your chance to witness the union of voice-first technology and the modern car. Now, as you know, these are two hugely impactful technologies that combined will transform the way we move around our environment and access services in this new decade. It's all happening on April the 7th and April the 8th, 2020, in San Jose, California. If you want to get more information on the lineup, you can go to voiceofthecar.com. 
And uh, right now, Voice Tech listeners get 30% off with the code Voice Tech Carl. At the event, they're going to cover all sorts of issues surrounding voice in the car, conversation design for the car, voice first gaming in the car, how to market voice in the car to the consumer. It's going to be a, a wonderful event. Uh, remember, Score Publishing is the team that brought us Project Voice. So if it's anything like that, then you're really in for a treat. So if that sounds like fun, uh, go to voiceofthecar.com and use the code VoiceTechCarl to get 30% off. Just a quick reminder that full episodes of the Voice Tech podcast are now only available for free for a limited time after release. You can get all the full episodes at voicetechpodcast.com slash pro. If you want to keep the podcast alive, get more content, get higher quality content, and get it before everyone else, open your web browser and visit voicetechpodcast.com slash pro. I'm very happy to be joined on the line by Krish Velkar, who is a planner at Ogilvy, an advertising, marketing and public relations agency founded in New York way back in 1948. It's now an award-winning integrated creative network with offices all around the world. Krish, welcome to the show. Hi, Carl. Thank you so much for having me. I've been planning this for a while and I'm really looking forward to this. That's it. Yeah. So we should say to the listeners that you and I have known each other through the voice sphere, you know, on the, we were on the, yeah. originally on the WhatsApp chat group. Voice uh, 2. Organized, yeah, Voice yeah, 2. That's it. Organized by James Poulter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's, I think, how we first met. And then we ended up doing a little bit of work together, right? <laughs> yeah, it was really good. I really wanted to actually thank you for that and giving me the opportunity to explore this space. And I really liked the fact that you uh, mentored me well. And I'm glad that I had that opportunity to work with you. Uh, it's a pleasure. Yeah. And, and a real privilege as well. Because <laughs> you did a great job. You helped me design the, yeah. uh, the chatbot for the Voice Tech Podcast website, which is now up and running. Yeah. So if anyone goes there and use that, that, that is in large part Trish's work. But uh, you've been hard at work, not just <laughs> helping uh, people design <laughs> chatbots, but you've you've just finished a double master's in marketing, recently joined Ogilvy. For your double master's, you actually wrote a dissertation to find out, to try and understand if voice assistants like Alexa can impact a purchase decision of a consumer while buying a fast-moving consumer good product, so an FMCG product. That's what we're going to be talking about today, FMCG and voice shopping. So it's a really exciting topic, not one yes. I've, uh, I've covered before. Let's kick things off then by giving us a little bit more uh, information about your background. You're based in Mumbai in India, right? You're calling yes, from there right now. Exactly. So uh, just to give tell you a little bit on me. So during my undergraduate degree, I actually uh, was not interested in studying and did not like anything related to that. And I wanted to actually pursue cricket professionally. Is that uh, right? <laughs> after which, yeah. Okay. So I played at a decent level and yeah, I really enjoyed that. But then I was introduced to a few marketing subjects like consumer behavior. And I just really enjoyed that, which made me actually want to study further at the University of Bath. So I studied a mm. master's in marketing there. I attended a lot of the marketing conferences in London, Marketing Week, VR World, and it just got me interested and made me understand that these digital aspects of marketing are probably even more important. So uh, that's why I thought I should study another master's in digital marketing, which is why I studied at King's College and specialized uh -huh. there. I was lucky enough to have great professors. Well, I was going to say that both fantastic yeah. universities, Bath, yeah. renowned for being an excellent university, King's as well, yeah. it's superb. Yeah, yeah, sorry, carry on. So you said you had good professors and, and that got you into the that got you into marketing or that got you on the voice track? 
yeah so no i still not gotten the voice track so i had one like my mentor i would say uh, actually dr ko and he was the one who believed in my ideas and made me feel like voice is the space that is actually kicking and it's something that everyone would have to get into at some point but uh, largely it was just the fact that i was in london and i was able to interact I actually meet james go for uh, and even at the marketing conference voice was really heavily discussed which made me really feel that this is a space that interests me and mm-hmm. i also like the other i mean i love augmented reality virtual reality and i'm quite a techie myself and get fascinated by <laughs> these technologies but at the end of the day when you see even like academics like mark ritson suggesting that voice could be a real game changer in the marketing industry it's hard to ignore that which is well, what led me to yeah yeah all right so, so yeah you definitely name dropped a few uh, famous faces there yeah. so dr ko was the original inspiration your your tutor thank you dr ko for yeah. getting Chris yeah. involved in voice yeah some sage <laughs> advice and then uh, you got involved in the whole um voice scene via james polter vixen labs right yeah, so yeah exactly james is a big player yeah. over there and then you start meeting some of the other players in, in voice as well so you actually made an effort you're quite proactive in, in going to the events and joining the groups etc uh, yeah, I I try to, but uh, interestingly, so I mean, this is all the the research what I did and try to understand the space. But what rung a bell really for me for this space mm-hmm. is actually when my grandparents started using this technology because like tech, I mean, most of my the older generation is not that great with tech, and even smartphone, like it, you'd be surprised that my parents are still kind of struggling to still figure out the smartphone but when it yeah. came to voice my grandparents said the fact that they're using it just they are able to adopt that technology without having to know how to use it and the fact that you only need to know how to speak just gave a good insight that this is something fascinating well that's confirming the the suspicions and the hunches of many people in the industry <laughs> right and it's continually being proved out now in uh, in various startups and uh, laboratories around the world that it really is a boon for accessibility and that's fantastic to hear that you saw your own grandmother you know experience the benefits of voice directly is that the story across india i mean what's the buzz in india right now around voice and where are where are we at there i think it's still far in the sense that i still don't see a lot of people using skills and it's still at the very basic stage where people are using it for their lights for their fans for basic queries for music yeah. So it's a great way that at least people are getting accustomed to chat with a robot and right now I mean it could still be considered weird for me to say Alexa do something in front of my friends or something like <laughs> yeah. it's still not reached the stage where it's normal to do that however yeah. uh, I am could be considered an early adopter because uh, I mean my entire room is I have my lights my AC yeah most of my room is actually Alexa integrated so oh, sweet. Uh, you got your AC on there yeah. as well that's pretty cool yeah <laughs> Yeah, you really so made an effort. Yeah. But, but what so, about the students then? Because you're still, you've just left the university, so you've been involved in the student scene. Are students talking about it now? Is there any kind of buzz? Because obviously AI, everyone's talking about AI, everyone wants to be a data scientist. Yeah. What about voice? Is voice on the minds of young people yet? Or is it still a bit too early there? So I, it's the reason I would say it's still a bit too early because whenever I pitch and I'm, because my close friends know that I am so pro the voice first space, they still feel like it's still stupid and it's not able to really answer more complex queries. I see. But I'm so confident that in a few years down the line, there would come a stage where they would need to have a dependent relationship with some sort of an assistant. 
but Absolutely. I think it's still early, yeah. early days right now. Well, it's the whole early majority, late majority, yeah. or all that kind of thing, crossing the chasm. You know, most people are on the uh, the other side of the chasm, you know, so they, yeah. they need some concrete proof that it's worth their while. So it's understandable. Exactly. We got to lead the way. But I also did, so I, I wanted to understand, so I did some research and it's interesting, but India apparently says, I love you to Alexa once every minute which is something that some research that I found, which is quite funny. Once a minute and, in India, uh, someone says, I love you, Alexa. Okay, that's a start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they ask, why is the sky blue? Which is actually the mm. most science question asked in India. Right. And Do you know and, why? Yeah, this is a, it's something <laughs> related to physics. <laughs> <laughs> Good yeah, answer. I I, yeah. <laughs> I, I heard it was uh, dust. I heard it was the dust, yeah, scattering the light, refraction, thanks yeah, to the dust. Yeah, refraction, exactly. It's not, I yeah. know it's not the reflection of the sea, so just never yeah, say that in public. <laughs> All right, let's move on then, because you, obviously you've done this uh, huge dissertation, what was it, 15,000 words for your master's, yeah. and, it's, and you've just come off the back of it, so it's still fresh in your mind, exactly. which is why it's, it's good to grab you right now. I guess for that, you did a, not a due diligence, what they call it, a lay of the land, a state of the market kind of survey. So you've got a fairly good idea of what the state of the technology is now and the major milestones that led up to this point. Are you able to give us a, a quick summary of that, of the voice tech history up to now, sure. just to set the scene? And then, yeah, we'll go from there. So I think in the early, probably 1990s is, so I think the world is moving in phases. And we first started with the web click, which is the website. And that is probably the simplest way of some sort of user interface. After which we transcended into the smartphone phase, the touch, which actually got adopted very quickly by most. And now we are in the voice assistant stage where it's probably the most simplest and the most natural way of interaction between a consumer and digital content. And what they're saying is, after this way of interaction with technology, the fourth stage is apparently with the mind, where it's the mind that controls and we don't have to say anything. Right. So yeah, that's, that's really far ahead. So these are the four stages. Okay. And to get a little bit more into the history of this technology. So what not many people know is that this technology existed long before Siri. Although it, Siri was when people started to get accustomed to this and consumers actually knew about this. But it was actually in 1962 that IBM had actually presented a tool called Shoebox. And it could understand 16 words. And there's not much of research behind this. I couldn't gather much. But that's what I know. And then in the 1970s, scientists from Carnegie Mellon created this voice assistant called Harpy, which it could understand 1,011 words. So you can see that there's a gradual improvement. And then in the 1990s, it was IBM and Apple working on the assistants that you see right now that are there. So, uh, and after which now in, I think in 2000, I'm not sure which year, but then you mean I'm afraid that's the end of this episode's free preview. That's right, full episodes of the Voice Tech Podcast are only available for a limited period of time after their release. The full one-hour episode is available to Voice Tech Pro subscribers, along with all the other episodes we've produced. Go to voicetechpodcast.com pro, where for just a few dollars a month, you can become a Voice Tech Pro and receive a range of exclusive benefits. Voice Tech Pros get more content each month. 
You unlock access to the entire catalogue of full-length episodes, including this episode. You can enjoy extra content, such as exclusive interviews just for Voice Tech Pro subscribers, plus bonus questions in the main interviews. And you also get to hear episodes sooner than everyone else, weeks ahead of their public release, in fact. Voice Tech Pros also get a special role in our online community, high-quality episodes with no ads and studio-quality sound, and a chance to support the show and ensure we keep on producing more great episodes like this one. So please go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and become a Voice Tech Pro today.